Today we spoke with Amber Toach about her lifelong journey with intuition and messages from the beyond. Amber is a wonderful reader and a driving force behind the scenes at Awkwardly Zen. For more information on Amber, you can find her on the partners page at awkwardlyzen.com. To contact myself or Lori, you can reach us at spiritroadpodcast at gmail.com. Welcome to Awkwardly Zen Presents Spirit Road, a podcast about our spiritual journey where we can be awkwardly ourselves. It's a path that can be funny, absurd, enlightening, and life-changing all at the same time. Join us as we explore this mysterious world and life we live in. I'm Tim Behrens. I'm Laurie Hewitt. And And this this is is Spirit Road. Welcome. I'm so glad you finally made it to our podcast. Thank I'm you looking for forward me. to this. So one of my questions for you is, and something I'd, I'd like you to talk more about, is your ability to read energy, to to pick up on energy and really know what's going on with someone. I, you're such a master at it. Well, thank you. Um, it's almost like a lifelong thing for me. That kind of gift has gone back as far as I can remember. And a lot of it is born with this ability to read energies. And some of it is really the environment that you grow up in, right? So I feel like for me, when I was younger, um, I didn't really think it was a gift to be able to read people, but I spent a lot of my time with adults. And so watching them interact and understanding that maybe their words sometimes don't match what I'm getting from them. Um, and that, that kind of started off, I think, paying more attention to that kind of thing. And then it fast forward into having that same ability with friends. It was hard for me to connect with other kids because their actions didn't match what they were feeling. And so my ability to identify what they were feeling threw everyone off, right? Like, how do you know that that's really what's going on with me? And so I really had to learn how to feel it, but then also filter it (laughs) to not, I guess, throw people off. And now I would say it's absolutely a gift. I mean, there were struggles growing up with that kind of ability. I didn't, I wasn't really close to a lot of people that weren't adults because children didn't get me and that's fine. Now it really helps me really connect with people. So when I meet somebody that's new and I feel, I feel them for the first time, I can ease myself into those conversations about learning about them. And sometimes having someone that can put words to what you're feeling is such a gift. And that's kind of how I approach it now is that, you know, I, this is what I'm feeling from you and this is how you're interpreting it. And here's where it doesn't really match. And I just want to let you know that. And it's, it's, it's a tool really to use to, to help other people. Why are you not a therapist? (laughs) So I went to school actually to be a, a licensed social worker. 
Mm-hmm. My passion was actually going to school for end of life counseling because when I was doing the first part of my internships, I really identified that people do not one don't deal with death at all, no. and two don't prepare their family for it at all, and three their families don't prepare for it at all. So um, it really was touching to have those experiences with those families, kind of in the background understanding where that could be of help. And so I did go to school for that. Um, I did not seek my master's because life happens. (laughs) So maybe someday, maybe someday I'll go back and get my master's. You know, one thing that, that occurs to me as you're talking about that, that is, as I'm thinking about this and you're sharing this gift, what occurs to me is you would be wonderful in working with that, that population as we're transitioning between this life and the next. And there's now something called a death doula. Mm -hmm. And you might, that might be another step for you. It's not really like a graduate school, but it's a program that you can take. I think you would be such a gift for people to be able to come in and help express the feelings that no one can express. Thank you. And I agree. I think, and the other part of that is the second gift that I have is to be able to talk to people that have crossed over. And so being able to communicate with somebody who can't necessarily communicate in their physical body would also be helpful. So it's interesting to think about these, these gifts, you know, because even as you're, you're just saying that there's a metaphysical aspect, right? There's, there's this sensing something that's beyond that truly is like energetic in nature. And then there's also just intuition, you know, that I think everyone has this access to cluing into the dissonance between what they might be hearing and what's actually happening with someone, you know, even micro expressions and things like that. And yet what you're describing too kind of goes beyond that. Like there's an energy, there's a, maybe even, I guess intuition could still work as a word, but there's something more than that. I'm curious, like what that feels like to you or what is the experience of communicating with someone who has passed over um how does that live in your body or well it kind of depends on the situation for for a long time i just could sense them around me and could almost hear them in my head and so they would paint a picture of of who they were for me in my head i started ignoring that for a long time and then they started showing themselves to me totally not okay with that. (laughs) So I, I was like, okay, I don't want that. (laughs) And so then I started listening a little bit more. So for me, when they energetically come near me, um, it's the normal, like things happen, things move, my dogs will respond. I'll feel like a slight wind, a light will turn on or off. Those kind of things happen often to me. Usually if somebody knew, uh, for a long time, it was family. Um, And I think that's normal. People have their family around them all the time. And so it was familiar. But when I had things start stepping in that were unfamiliar that I was aware of, it's it's like a rushing feeling. And it's almost like, not that your thoughts aren't yours, but they're so like excited that they're, they've connected with somebody that knows that they're there, that all of these things come out at the same time. And this is who I am and this is why I'm here. And it's very like high energy Um, and it can last for a few seconds or they will linger for a while. Um, This last one that came to me, uh, it was a young woman 
And I was really confused by that one because uh, my light turned on in the middle of the night. And, but then it was like, I asked who was there and, and it was nothing. So I think she was, she was new <laughs> and trying to find somebody that could help her. And usually what happens is it doesn't necessarily have to be surrounding trauma or anything like that. For whatever reason, they're stuck a little bit or they just need some guidance. And honestly, I just sit there with them in their energy and listen to what they have to say. And oftentimes it's telling their story or getting that last burden off of them. I'm a firm believer that nobody carries that kind of stuff over. Uh, anger, regret, sadness. I think that those are all emotions that are expressed before you leave. And so sometimes people cross without being able to do that. And I think that's that's my theory anyway as to why they stick around. And so I just sit with them and give them what they need and tell them, you know, they can move on and they're loved and it's time for their next journey. And I think that the the biggest story that I have, the one that impacted me the most, I don't necessarily want them to make me feel how they have crossed, but this is one of my favorite stories because it involved my son and Ari. And we were walking in a cemetery that's close to her house that it's got wonderful walking paths, but it also has this huge uh, mausoleum and it's a huge building and it has a basement, I guess is what you call that in a mausoleum. <laughs> anyway, I is, that's very hard for me to go into those buildings like that um, because there's a lot of noise and a lot of feelings and a lot of, of stuff. And things that I just don't necessarily want to know. <laughs> and my son, for whatever reason, was called downstairs. And he's like, I want to go downstairs. And I'm like, I do not want to go downstairs. And of course, Ari made it a fun game and they were running around and stuff. And, and they ran downstairs. And I started to follow them. And I walked past this opening that was prepared for somebody to be placed in there. And again, huge rushing feeling. And it kind of knocked me off balance. And it was an, it was an elderly woman that had passed over, but she was so, uh, there was, she was so anxious for whatever reason. I felt what was, ha what had happened to her when she passed away. It was really powerful. It, and it was really touching that kind of the energy exchange that we had. She couldn't speak when she passed over. And so there were a lot of things that she wanted to say that she couldn't say but I was having a hard time breathing and it must've been throat cancer or something. Cause it was really, it was really intense. And I had to pause and I had to get her attention. And I said, you know, I understand that you passed that way, but I don't need to feel it. So please stop. Like, please stop letting me feel it. And she, and it went away almost immediately. And she hadn't expressed how much she loved her family. And so I just sent, so much love to her and explained kind of, I do all this in my head, kind of explained to her, you know, of course they knew that you love them. And of course they're going to cherish those memories and it's okay to cross over. And you're of course going to watch over them and make sure that, you know, they can feel your love and it's okay to do that. But it was like a really intense moment for me to, to really understand where she was in that moment and to honor her in that, because that's, you know, nobody wants to, to leave those kind of things unsaid, but I don't ever think that they're ever really unsaid. Was there a response when you expressed those things? Did the energy shift or? Yeah. Yeah. It became a lot more peaceful. I'm not necessarily in my, in my heart. I feel like 
she stuck around until her services were done. But at least she was a lot more calm. Yeah. That's uh, very powerful. Yeah, very much relating to that feeling, too. Um, there's a woman here in Kansas City, Toby Evans, who does um, soul crossings, like, to assist people who have transitioned. But like you're describing, have maybe lingered for one reason or another, or even um, I would I would do a poor job of expressing exactly what she means by this, but almost like they, you know, they've lost their way or gotten stuck and um, participated in a ceremony with her. And um, without telling the whole story, we'll just share that um, someone who was intended to cross over was not able to and kind of attached themselves to me. So a day after this ceremony had happened, I was having dreams where I met them. And and funny enough, I didn't didn't equate these things, but I got an email from her saying, hey, I understand that some were not able to cross and they may have been trying to communicate with you and sent me a um, a ritual to go through to kind of help them transition. And I remember doing that and just in that moment of kind of like you're describing, expressing that it's okay, it's okay to move on, that these things, you know, you don't have to hang on to these things. There was such an immense feeling of gratitude that moved through me from the tips of my toes to the top of my head. It was it was hard not to have tears in my eyes, but it was just pure, it, it was this energy shift that that it's really hard to describe. And I often think about that, like even expressing the story now, and I guess that would be my question for you too, like what is it like to tell others of this experience? Because to have that happen or to have these communications is one thing to experience, but another to try and translate that into a world where not everybody has that experience, I guess. Yeah, or believes in it. Yeah. Right. I didn't talk about it for the longest time, and I actually worked with a woman. She was Native American, and her father had passed over. And for whatever reason, we really connected in terms of, you know, family stuff. And she was just kind of telling me her story. And for whatever reason, I was impelled to tell her, compelled to tell her that I talked to spirits and that I had all of these abilities. And I think she honestly was the first person I told. And and we had extensive conversations about it. And uh, her father did at at some point come visit me. But he never, it's so funny to me, he he never said a word. He allowed me to see, I guess, what he would dress in most often. And so I kind of explained him to her and she goes, yeah, that, that sounds like him. And it was just like he was standing there with such pride and love for her. And it, like, it didn't need any words. It was a beautiful thing. And then fast forward to just last year, she lost her mother. And the morning of her services, they traveled back to where she lived. And I think it was South Dakota or something. But the morning of her services, I was really thinking about my friend and, and sending them love and because this was really hard for the entire family. And I walked out the door and found this beautiful hawk feather by my car that morning. And as soon as I picked it up, it's like her mom was attached to it. And she's like, I need you. I need you to tell my daughter that I love her and I need you to hug her. And I was like, yes, (laughs) ma'am. Well, we had, we had lost contact for a while and I knew of her, her mom's passing through Facebook and we chatted a little bit, but we didn't really see each other anymore. And she, um, so I stuck the feather in my visor of my car and it traveled with me wherever we went. And then we went to, um, discover your spiritual gifts, the 
event that they had there and she happened to be there and it was like no time had passed and I just love this woman she's been through a lot and I just her energy is just so lovely and immediately when we caught each other's eye we hugged so tightly and I told her I said you know the morning of your and I told her the whole story and um, we, I think we both cried and <laughs> I gave her the feather and, and squeezed her one more time for her mom. But it's, it's just a, it's a beautiful thing to be able to do that for people, especially when you're here and you've lost someone that you loved. And it's such a, it's such a hard thing for a lot of people when the physical being passes. Do you find that it, that it helps though, knowing that there really isn't any death? They're just not in our physical world anymore. When you give folks those messages, do you feel like that helps them to understand that piece of it? Sometimes. I don't think a lot of people think that energy continues. And I think that I think that's really the message, honestly, that I would like to spread more than, you know, you never really stop existing is, is your energy continues. All of the energy of everything that we know continues. And to be open to that kind of energy is something that will change your life forever because it it just changes how you approach other people. It changes how you approach situations. It changes how you grow yourself to know that we're all connected. Right. Do you see the energy or you feel the energy of both? Yeah, I definitely feel the energy first of other people. When I channel for people, uh, I check into your specific energy, like a channel on a radio station. That's kind of how I explain it. And so by checking into your energy, I can also check into your guides and the guides I usually see in color. So oh. it depends on what they are as to what kind of pillar of light they appear to be. And then, you know, people have that have crossed over, come forward. They usually give me a picture of what they look like. And if I'm really not getting the message and I don't know what's going on, they'll relate to it to something that I can relate to. And the best example I can I can tell you of that is I was doing a reading for somebody and they were trying to tell me that they see something in the sky. And I was like, I don't understand what you're saying. And they finally showed me the clip from Chicken Little where the little piece of sky falls on him. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, oh, I get it. Now you see them in the sky. I get it. <laughs> so sometimes they have to get real elementary with me. <laughs> Interesting. So spirit tends to use whatever we can connect with in order to help us explain yeah. to the other person what's happening. Yeah, mostly if I if I can't find the words, they'll they'll do something that relates to me. But it also depends on the person, right? So if if I'm channeling for a person and they understand things through music, I will make a ton of music references. Or, you know, if they do better with feeling things, I'll say, okay, well, you, you carry whatever you're carrying in this specific part of your body. Mm-hmm. And they'll, you know, usually tell me I'm right. And it's just, it just kind of really honestly is, is specific to the channel. So as you're, as you're talking about this, it's, you know, it's clear, this is something that's just kind of grown and evolved in you. That's always been there to some extent. Are there things that you are being intentional with as far as how you um, expand on the skill or translate it into practice or. I'm um... so glad you said that. Yes. The one thing that I have learned about myself, especially in the last three years is just because I know 
what you could do doesn't mean that's what you should be doing or what's part of your path. So I have to be really careful about rescuing people or, or trying desperately to have them see that their energy is so much bigger or they have so much more. I don't want to say potential because it feels like that's rude, but you know what I mean? It's like, I see what you could become or what, how you're holding yourself back. And sometimes that's not one, that's none of my business. And two, it could be that I'm seeing a path that is three lifetimes ahead of where they're at right now. So that has been the biggest lesson for me is sometimes I'm not helpful. (laughs) And in the last two years, I've turned that kind of growth internally. One, I've had a lot of personal things that have happened that have kind of forced me into self-discovery again and really identifying um, bad habits and showing myself grace this year has been, has been hard. I feel like, you know, you're, you're your own worst critic and how many mistakes could you possibly identify when you're looking back onto your life? And it's just one, not worth it. And two, look forward. And so it's been a real blessing for me to understand that just because the path up to now hasn't been ideal in my definition doesn't mean that that has to be the path going forward. So yeah, it's been, it's been great. And I do, I, I am trying to be better at meditating. I find that life really gets in the way and I try to push away my abilities. And if I were to embrace them as a tool in my everyday living, I think it would be, you know, a total 180 for me, but I'm a human and I'm a control freak. And (laughs) sometimes I don't want to hear those messages. (laughs) So, you know, I, I feel like there's this lifetime is supposed to be spent learning everything I can and growing and expanding as much as possible. And I, I don't put those expectations on others. I just do the best that I can. Well, having spent time with you and actually had readings with you, I can say that you are incredible. And I would say do it more because you're so good. I have to share, there was, you and I, I think we had, I don't know, we were chatting one of the first times we'd met. And out of the blue, you said to me, oh, your father wants to have a relationship with you. (laughs) And I was like, oh, okay. Now my father had died, you know, a few years before that. And it was like, oh, okay, well, that's interesting. But I have to say that has had the biggest impact on me than probably anything else I've ever received. And this was just a random thing that you threw out in the middle of a conversation. It wasn't even like it was a reading. It was just like, oh yeah, your dad says he wants this. But because of that, I have spent a lot of time then in meditation and calling to him and working with his energy now. And I, and we have this great relationship. It's like growing up, I never really knew him, did not have a relationship with him. Now that he's crossed over, I actually have a relationship with, with a dad that I'd always wished I'd had when, you know, when I was a kid. So it's been phenomenal. So that is like just an example of the way you can impact people and their lives because it's meant so much to me. And, and I just laugh because it was such a random off the cuff kind of statement. And then we went on talking about something else, I think. 
Oh, well, I'm glad it helped you. <laughs> it did. It did. Yeah. yeah. I actually sat down and meditated the other morning and it was a very intense meditation. And I did receive actually the name of a company that I am supposed to start for myself for the readings. It was the, the most random message ever. It's supposed to be called Embers and Amber. Ooh. And I was like, Ooh, I get chills. Interesting. Yeah, totally. Like I've never wanted a business before in my lifetime, never really thought about it. I suck at selling things, especially myself. And to get that in a reading, I was like, okay, I'm listening. <laughs> so yeah, it's definitely been pushed. And I think that that is something that will at least come to fruition for my readings and stuff. Because yeah. I, I do want to continue to do them. And I, you're right, I don't do them often. And I'm not really sure why that is. Well, and that was actually going to be my question as we're kind of coming in on time here. It's like I wanted to ask if there's where, where someone could find you now. Yeah. So right now uh, I am on awkwardlyzen.com as a partner on the page. Um, I think I'm the first face you see in the lineup. <laughs> Yay. Uh, but yeah. You can send me an email at uh, amber at awkwardlyzen.com and I would love to connect with anybody that would love to. Yeah. Wonderful. Well, thank you so much for being here with us today. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yes, it was lovely to have this um, conversation with you and more like question and answer because it was lovely just to really get a bigger picture of what it is you've experienced and how you've kind of come to the place you are with your readings. You are really good. Thank you. Thank you. Coming from the best person that has ever <laughs> walked the face of the earth, Miss Lori. Thank you. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to roll the credits right there. That seems like that's a perfect, you can perfect cut that way to end. Part out, but oh no, you. that was great. That's, that, that should be in there. <laughs>